Hey friends, our team is still on summer break, but during this time we're presenting a series we're calling Dialed In Discipleship. It's a simple framework on building your life around the master, his message, and the mission. Now, last time we looked at what it means to center your life on Jesus, the master. This week, we're going to be talking about what it means to live on message. I hope this series is encouraging to you. If it is, please share it with others on social media or by word of mouth. We really appreciate it. Tonight, we're going to talk about part two of Dialed In Discipleship. And if you remember, we explained that discipleship, which is a common word many of us have heard of before, but to just try to get our arms around it and simplify it, discipleship is simply you and I living lives of devotion to Jesus. So when I go through this earthly life and try to live it, out of devotion to Jesus, that is me practicing discipleship. And we also described it as the lifestyle of a disciple. So a follower of Jesus should have a recognizable lifestyle, and that lifestyle is discipleship. So I think this is really important because in my experience, when I was first around the church, Somehow I got the idea that it really didn't matter how I lived, that God was God, he was in control of everything, that he had it, and if I, if I did live a life of devotion, that would be good, I, I should do that, but it didn't really change anything. And if I didn't live a life of devotion, then God understood that no one's perfect and we're just made of dust, and so it wasn't really that important that I live a life of devotion to Jesus. And I just want to tell you tonight that that is a lie, <laughs> that, that God values your life. And he, he sent his son down to the earth to live among us, to give us a blueprint, to, to show us how to have a life that was abundant. Uh, and he wants us to follow in his footsteps. Um, your life matters, and God wants you to live a life of devotion to him. Uh, and if you're someone who believes in Jesus and wants to follow in his footsteps, then even more so, God, God wants you to live this life of devotion. But that's one lie that I know I, for whatever reason, I kind of bought into um, early on in my life. Um, when I did begin to follow Jesus, I faced another challenge. And the way I would describe it is that when I came to faith, I had a very clear sense of what I would call the thou shalt nots. The thou shalt nots. The things that I had been doing before following Jesus that I knew I needed to stop doing. So um, I knew that that was one way to live out a life of devotion to Jesus, is to stop doing the wrong things, right? What I didn't have a clear picture of is the thou shalts. Well, what... What was I supposed to do? How was I supposed to live this life of devotion to Jesus? What was supposed to change for the positive? And so I'm hoping with this series, um, I can do those two things. I can convince you that God does want you to live a life of devotion first. 
that the way you live matters, that there's a lifestyle of a disciple that you're being called to. And then secondly, I hope that we can provide a little bit more clarity around what would that life of devotion look like? What should it look like? And that's why we're using this framework of master, message, and mission. Because if you can just hang on to those truths and you can begin to build your life around centering it on Jesus as the master and then living out the message of Christ and then getting engaged in the mission that Jesus has for his people, it's going to be really hard not to live a life of devotion if your life is revolving around those three things. So last week we talked about how discipleship starts with the resurrection of Jesus. And because Jesus is alive today, he calls us to center our lives on him as our master. And there were a few assignments or action items that you could take coming out of last week. One of them was to memorize a verse, Galatians 2.20, which was one of the verses that, that we focused on last week when we were talking about part one. So Galatians 2.20, some of you have had that memorized for a while, so I don't want anyone who's had it memorized to quote it, but if you memorized Galatians 2.20 this past week, then uh, I need a volunteer who would be willing to quote that for us nice and loud. Galatians 2.20. Ryan told me that some people memorized it, so. <laughs> so you might just be shy or you might be nervous that you're going to lock up. That's okay. If you lock up, there's other people that will help you finish it. So anyone want to be brave and start it for us? Galatians 2.20. Starts off, I have been crucified. Danny, do you know Galatians 2.20? Do you want to quote that for us? Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was master, that we have to surrender our lives to Jesus. Paul was saying that I no longer live. Christ is living his life through me. Um, Christ, who I belong to, who I believe in, he's living his life through, through my earth, earthly life. Um, this week, we're going to talk about message, and specifically living on message for Jesus. So what does it mean to live on message as a follower of Christ? And I would suggest that it means that we are committed to God's word on three levels, and we're going to talk about those three levels tonight. Um, another way to think about this is that we're engaging with the message of God in, in 3D, in, in three dimensions. So we're not just going to talk about the message, the Bible, but we're going to talk about how God is calling us to have three distinct commitments to the message if we're going to live on message. If we're going to live this life of devotion, then this book is going to be very important uh, for helping us live out this life of devotion, this life of discipleship. But first, let me take a step back, and we, we talked about this just a little bit last week, but 
I want to revisit it because it's so liberating and I think it's very um, motivating. It, it, it will fuel your life of devotion if you can begin to understand that God isn't just calling you to do things. Um, he's calling you to respond to his son, Jesus. So another way of saying that is who Jesus is defines who we are. So hang on to that, and we're, we're going to come back to it. But we don't have to figure out who we are. We have to figure out who Jesus is, and then that will help us understand who he's calling us to be. And you can actually do this in almost, there's lots of ways that Jesus is described, right? So he's described as the good shepherd. Um, and because Jesus is the good shepherd, then I am a sheep. <laughs> I'm a sheep who has strayed, who he is, who is, he's gathering back into the flock of God. So that's one way to understand Jesus. But as we'll see, Jesus is also a teacher, and, and that's going to shape my understanding of who he's calling me to be. So specifically with, with scriptures, we want to recognize and then respond to who Jesus is. We don't want to just try to come up with who we are in a vacuum, or we don't want to make Jesus fit who we want him to be. We want to see what does the Bible actually say about Jesus, who he is, and then what does that teach me about who he's calling me to be? So who is Jesus when it comes to the Bible, the message, what we're talking about tonight? And I want to suggest that there are three things that are true about Jesus when it comes to God's word. First of all, Jesus is a teacher. That's, that's the number one way that people experience Jesus when he was on the earth. During his earthly life, most people, when they thought about Jesus, they didn't necessarily think of him as um, the Messiah, but they did recognize him as a teacher. Like That's what stood out. They, they called him rabbi. Even if they weren't following him, they recognized that this was someone who was there to teach people about God. And so Jesus is a teacher, and that means that he gives us guidance and instruction for life. But Jesus is also Lord. His words have authority. And that means that he gives us commands that he wants us to follow. He's, just, he's not just giving us good information as a teacher. He's also an authority figure. He's, he's the authority figure in the Bible. And therefore, his words have power. And they have the expectation that we will obey, that we'll follow what he's teaching us to do. And then finally, Jesus is a messenger. Uh, Jesus is the, the first missionary. He's, he's the one that God the Father sent down to earth with a message, which the Bible tells us is the good news. So the first thing you see in the Gospels, if you read Mark chapter 1, the first thing you see Jesus doing is proclaiming, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the Gospel. So another way that Jesus um, presents himself when it comes to the message is that he himself was a messenger. He was sent to earth to proclaim this good news. And so 
We want to recognize Jesus in all three of those ways, and then we want to respond as his followers. And we're going to talk about that here um, over the next few minutes. And I'm going to try to draw this out on the whiteboard, so we'll see how this goes. So last week we talked about John 13, 13. Does anyone remember John 13, 13, what that verse says? Remember Jesus was washing his disciples' feet, and it was just his 12 closest followers, and Jesus said, you call me what? Teacher and Lord. And you are right, for that is what I am. So the first thing that I want to write here is that if you and I are going to be disciples, we need to be in a relationship with Jesus, just like those those first followers were, where they were following Jesus as their teacher and their Lord. So this is John 13, 13. Okay? So Jesus is our teacher. He's our Lord. We're following him, and that's why we are disciples. Okay, the next verse I want us to look at is John 14, 21. And who knows John 14, 21? Go ahead and quote that for us. Yeah, so Jesus, so you can see it's just one chapter later. So it's actually the same evening. So what was happening in John 13 is still happening in John 14. It's the same setting, the same evening. Jesus is still talking to his disciples in John chapter 14. In fact, if you've got one of those Bibles that has the red letters and you turn to John 13, from John 13 all the way through John 17, it's all red, basically. It's Jesus. It's one of the longest stretches of, it may be the longest stretch in the Gospels of continuous teaching by Jesus. So it's a very important section of our Bibles, um, John 13 through 17. So in John 13, he tells us what it means to be a disciple, someone following him as teacher and Lord. In John 14, he says, whoever has my commands or my words and what? Obeys them or, or keeps them. He is the one who loves me. Now, we're talking about discipleship, which is living a life of devotion to Jesus. So these are important verses for us. If we're going to be disciples who are devoted to Jesus, then he's telling us how to do that. He's our teacher. He's our Lord. And when we learn his teachings and we obey them, that's how we love Jesus. That's how we express love and devotion to him. Okay, there's, there's one more verse that I want us to, to look at tonight, and that is Matthew 5.19. And you guys can write this reference down. You can turn there if you want. But I'm just going to quickly summarize it. Um, Jesus says that um, whoever... Um, breaks one of the least of these commandments 
and so teaches others will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And so if we want to do something truly worthwhile with our lives, if we want to do something great with your life and you're following Jesus, he's telling you how to do it. Whoever obeys and teaches these words, these commands, will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so I'm going to try to tie all this together, and hopefully it'll come together. So Jesus is our teacher and our Lord. So what is it that we get from a teacher? Well, we get his words. We get his teachings. And if we want to have a good relationship with a Lord or an authority figure, then we need to be obedient. We need to be available uh, and involved in the things that, that he's telling us he wants us to do. And so these two ideas of being a disciple and loving Jesus, they're actually connected. You, you can't be a disciple and, and not love Jesus because that would mean that you're not paying attention. You're not listening to his teachings, or it would mean that you're not willing to obey. You're not willing to follow once he explains to you what it is that he wants you to do. But these, these verses also present us with what I like to call uh, three measures of devotion. And that's what we're talking about with dialing in your discipleship. We're talking about living a life of devotion to Jesus. So this is how you can know or measure your devotion as a follower of Jesus. Hidden in these verses. <laughs> okay? So the first measure of devotion is right here in John 14, 21. Jesus says, whoever has my commands, whoever has my teachings. And so the first measure of devotion that you and I are, you could say, being graded on. I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's the correct way to say it, but let's just use that. You, I think it's fair. You're being graded <laughs> as a disciple of Jesus on this first measure, and that is how much time and energy are you spending to get the word? To listen and learn the teachings of Jesus. That's the first measure of devotion. Okay, the second one is right here. Obedience. And so the second measure of your devotion is are you obeying the things that you know he wants you to do? Are you obeying his teachings? And as you begin to grow and spend time learning from Jesus, he is going to begin to highlight things that he wants you to stop doing, things that he wants you to start doing. And then you're going to have to make choices about whether or not you're going to obey. Um, and all of us, I've been following Jesus now for 30 years. This is still happening. You don't, you don't outgrow these three measures. 
each day, when I get to the end of my day, I can think back and see how much time have I spent trying to learn the teachings of Jesus? You know, was I obedient to the things that I knew he wanted me to do? Where did I cross the line and, and in direct disobedience? So that's the second measure of devotion. And what do you guys think the third measure is in here? It's this one right here. To teach the word. So remember, we're talking about living on message and, um, and building our lives around the master. But the way you live that out begins with these commitments that you have to the scriptures, to, to learn the teachings, to obey the teachings, to let them guide your life, and then to share them with others. Now, I'm going to go back. This is a little bit of a test. More of my communication skills than your listening skills. But when we talked about Jesus and his, and his identity when it comes to the scriptures, remember who Jesus is defines who we are. Okay? So who is Jesus in relation to the message? What did we say? There were three things. One was he was a teacher. Right? What else? Lord. A Lord. And then a messenger. I'm sorry for my writing, guys. I apologize. It's bad when I'm at a good angle. It's, it's terrible when I'm trying to write like this. So these three measures of devotion, they're not just something that we're coming up with. They flow out of who Jesus is. As Jesus is, is the mouthpiece for what God wants us to know about who he is and what his plan is for life, um, these, these are responses that we have to him. Because he's a teacher, we need to be eager to learn to get his teachings. Because he's a Lord, we need to be willing to obey what it is that he's teaching. And because he's a messenger, we need to be willing to join him in helping spread and pass on that message to others. And this also, just to kind of wrap this up, the three measures of devotion, it also highlights uh, three roles of a disciple. And again, that's because they're flowing out and through who Jesus is. So a disciple is operating in these three roles. If you're a disciple of Jesus, then the first role is to be a learner. Jesus calls you and wants you to be a learner because he's a teacher. And the way that gets expressed is your devotion to, to get the word, to set aside time and to spend energy to open this book and to, to listen to what he has to say. Okay, the second role of a disciple is a follower. Jesus has a mission that is happening in the world today, and we're going to talk about that next week. Um, you don't have to come up with a great plan for your life. You don't have to come up with a great mission to offer to Jesus. He already has a plan, and he has a mission, and he wants you to follow him into that plan and that mission. 
And then the third role is just as Jesus is a messenger, you and I are called to be messengers as well. To join him in spreading the good news. And again, we will talk about that more next week. Okay, so tonight we're talking about living on message. Part two of dialing in your discipleship. So part one, if you guys remember, it's to center your life on Jesus because he's alive. And it involves surrendering, allowing him to begin to live his life through you. Well, that, so that sounds great and we want to do it. But these are the rudiments of beginning to do that. So if you commit to what we talked about last week, centering your life on the master, you need to find a way to begin to actually live that out Monday through Sunday. And the way you can start doing that is to to live on message and to commit to the scriptures in these three different ways, to, to learn it, to live it, and to share it with others. We want to be committed to the Bible in all three of those ways, not not none of them, not one or two of them, but in all three ways, we want to live on message for Jesus. So just like last week, I want to leave you guys with a few action items, which I may ask about next week. So the first one is to memorize James chapter 1, verse 22. It's a very short verse but very important. It says, do not merely hear the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Or some Bibles will translate it, be doers of the word and not just hearers. So that's a memory verse that you can learn this week. A second action that you can take is to pray each day this week. So set that alarm on your phone. Pray each day this week and ask Jesus to teach you, and then to teach you to teach. That's something I've been praying for years, that Jesus would be my teacher, that he would help me understand. But also, you can ask him, Lord, would you also teach me to teach? Remember, Jesus, he's a great teacher. That's how most people experienced him. So he will not only teach you his message, but he will teach you how to share it with others if you ask him. And so pray that every day this week, Lord Jesus, would you teach me and would you teach me to teach others? And then finally, tomorrow, I want to challenge you to share one thing that you've learned from the Bible with one other person. And that's that messenger thing. And for some of you, that's a huge step because you lack the confidence. You don't feel like you have much to offer other people when it comes to sharing from God's word. Um, But start with what you do know. So share one thing tomorrow with one person from the Bible. And I'll tell you that there's a a really easy way to do this. (laughs) And that is if you're memorizing a verse. And especially if you're memorizing a verse and you've got like a little card. Um, Or maybe you've got it on your phone. That's fine. You can pull up your phone. You can just ask them, hey, I'm trying to memorize something. Would you check and see if I'm memorizing it correctly? Um, I've used this in airports uh, with total strangers. It's, it's very easy. Most people 
you know, all they got to do is read, read the card and, and see if you, if you got it right. Um, and you never know, like there's lots of conversations that will get started just from asking someone to check you on something that you're memorizing. Like they might ask you, why are you memorizing that? It's a great conversation starter. You can actually begin to explain what that verse means to you, why it's important. Um, the role that God has in your life and how you're trying to learn. Um, or they might just be like, hand you the card back and no comment. I've had that happen a lot too. Even then, you shared a verse with somebody. Like they read it, you said it, and uh, you had a chance to share with them. So try that this week. That's just an idea. You don't have to do that, but try to share something that God's been teaching you from the scriptures this week. Okay. Ryan, I'm going to pray, and then if we want to do some questions, we can. If not, I'll uh, hand it back over to you.